This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. It ended well. Welcome to Oski Talk. Yep, it's a sad one today. It's a very, very sad one. Steven, you can probably reflect your sadness. Oh, I just almost bumped over the trash can. Um, no, this is... Uh, I haven't cried in many events ever in my life, sporting events. But I cried tonight. As you should. <laughs> it, was the fi- it, it, was, it was the final piece of the puzzle that was our four years at Illinois in revenue sports as the Illini fell out of the Big Ten tournament, losing by 21 to Iowa, a team that Illinois was has always just been so bad against, I feel they like. They beat them I mean, they, in 2016 in the Big Ten tournament in the same right. situation. Iowa was reeling at the end of the year. Illinois played on the Wednesday. Uh, trounced Minnesota, got a chance, <laughs> got a chance at Iowa. They lost. They, they won. But then two straight years, now Iowa bounces you out of the tournament. And uh, Brad Underwood's kryptonite, I think, is a lot of things. But one of those things is definitely Iowa. Definitely. As uh, I'm Ori Benatar, here with Stephen Cohen for this edition of Oski Talk, brought to you by Fourth and Kirby, some vintage-inspired, high-quality content made by University of Illinois alum. Make sure to go to fourthandkirby.com. Also check out the Champagne is Poppin' Tea. So uh, m- this episode is mostly just going to be more <laughs> I'll of I'll a... I'll stop uh, coughing too, don't worry. I'm not dying. Okay. <laughs> uh, this episode is going to be more of like a season interview kind of thing. Also, it's on location. I am still here in Champagne. A spring break has kind of gotten underway for most of the seniors. Steven is, of course, in Chicago uh, as uh, he finished up marching band uh, with Illinois, his final time. What a time. But uh, it's... <laughs> It's going to be the, ne- the next the next two Oski Talk episodes on location. So mostly this episode will be like uh, superlatives, year in review kind of thing, slash uh, some of our favorite moments, memorable moments from the past four years. But uh, we'll start off with a quick little recap of what we thought of the game. I mean, goodness me, Iowa just pretty much owned the paint when it came to rebounding. Illinois and did outscore just... Iowa in the paint in the first half. Like, I want to make that clear. Yeah, but somehow but... that was like a... No, fine. That's because they made all the threes, which I assume you're going to get to, so... Right, it's. I mean, making all the threes helps, but I was just dunking all over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tower Cook. They so there's the one Tyler off the inbounds pass at the Cook. beginning of the second half after the four straight fouls. Tower Cook like a design play for him to dunk it. Like, what Iowa team is this? That's not Iowa. Oh my god, <laughs> I know. I mean, the way they Iowa played, they could definitely beat Michigan in the quarters. It's there's no doubt that that could. Or happen. Or they can get waxed. But... Like one of the two. They're either gonna like win or they're just gonna be not competitive at all. So. I mean, my God, the Big Ten is it's just drives me insane how inconsistent it is. I mean, Nebraska could go to the Big Ten semifinals. They might. They could beat Wisconsin. They they could be Wisconsin. I mean, <laughs> like, what in the world is happening? And then Indiana just, like, fell apart against OSU. But for Illinois, I mean, Georgie and Trent had great games against Northwestern. Uh, Georgie, after fouling out in the first-round game before overtime, I think a lot of Illinois fans thought that it was over, that Northwestern was going to win an OT. But Trent and Io came through again. Andres. Even Don't if forget, Io, forget about Andres. I know, yeah. Andres, too. Definitely Andres. I mean, he is the, the Energizer Bunny, as you said on Twitter. He is the, the main coast-to-coast man on this team. 
And uh, for me, he was one of the most underrated players on this Illinois team all season. But in this game, like, it's the two-minute – like, Illinois, sure. They, the first half wasn't pretty, but they were down by six. It was 37-31 at half after Iowa had the tip-in yeah. with five seconds left. Um, and then you come into the second half, the five fouls in the first 94 seconds, the game's over. Like, Georgie had no fouls at halftime, and suddenly he has two, and he's got to go to the bench. And then he fouls out with a few minutes left in the game. But, like, that, those fouls, I'm not sure. Like, I blame some of it on the refs. Like, some of those were very, very ticky-ticky fouls. But at the same time, it's inexcusable. You can't have four fouls in the same possession out of a half. No. And that's that's probably the biggest uh, room for improvement Georgie has to have in his game is to avoid fouling as much as he does. I mean, let's face it. That block he had, which was, I believe, his fourth foul against Northwestern, mm-hmm. that was not a foul. That was clean. Yeah. Um, but in general, he's had so many instances where he's hit three fouls with, you know, before maybe the first or second media timeout in the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's very close to getting into foul trouble in a lot of games. I would be interested to see the statistics behind where he's had three fouls on average in a in throughout the, yeah, where, the season. Where does he have to start Illinois. to, like, uh, like, take it a step back and be like, okay, well, I can't be right. the same facilitator I am on offense because I can't pick up a charge um, on defense. Exactly. I can't be as physical, like, uh, in the paint or with the, like, he's already struggling with other teams' big guys because he's smaller and he's not used to this style of play as much. So he's already got several yeah. disadvantages against him. He has four fouls with 12 minutes left in the game. It, Illinois doesn't stand much of a chance. You can't blame it on him, though. No. The whole game wasn't good. Iowa made every single three. It seemed like, I don't know what it is that they do against Illinois, but and I get a lot of them are open, but still, every single three goes in. Like, that's not realistic. Um, it's insane. I mean, and then you compare that to what Northwestern was doing. Northwestern was hidden, was m- missed like 20-some threes in that game and almost won. But this, the way Illinois played today kind of was the way Illinois was playing in non-conference throughout most of the beginning of the season. I mean, good first half start for the most part. Defensively, Illinois looked great. Yeah. They had five steals. Mm-hmm towards the end of the first half they were getting the ball away from Iowa at so many different points and that was the issue toward the end of the season too like they weren't forcing those turnovers that they were against like Michigan right. State when they got that upset like they, they I mean it's pretty much the yeah it's pretty much the beginning of the season and the end of the season they did this first half looked like a team that could stay within the stay in this game and maybe win second half comes along and it kind of falls apart and I think those types of games probably were the most consistent for Illinois this season, even though we've had many a good amount of games where Illinois played for the whole 40 minutes. You had, you know, Gonzaga where Illinois played pretty Notre much Dame. the whole 40 Notre minutes. Sucks, played like Notre Dame, they, they played. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Notre Dame is, is awful. <laughs> They're out of their tournament also, but God, it was just, it was so inconsistent, but the way that the season ended was, I think the way we all expected it to end back in December after they lost to Florida Atlantic. I don't know. I think we expected them to be four and twenty-eight after today, uh, which so they got they got twelve wins. It's better. I know. I mean, the, it was it was the middle of the season. I mean, it was we'll get to like all of our favorite moments in the four years, but just because this question comes to mind, is this the best Illini basketball season at least for the two of us is that a joke? at our four years? That, that's a that's a joke, right? I'm just I'm just asking. <laughs> that can't be. A, I'm just a, like I don't think I I I don't think it is. The only reason I ask is because obviously it had probably. Two of the most signature wins. No, since yeah, we've been here. maybe it is the most talent of the four years of the past four years, like the end of the Gross era, the beginning of the Underwood era, like the most like talent accumulated on one roster. But it wasn't. Yes. It was young. It's raw. Some of it. It wasn't used in ways that maybe it should have been used. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't the best team, like, as a team, but in the best individual players. Like, I, I don't know. I would take Iowa against anyone else that's played for Illinois the past four years. I would take him against Malcolm. Yeah, but I would think the best t- the best season in the past four years was our sophomore year. Yeah, I know. Like, had beat yeah, they should have been in the tournament. Michigan State like. should have been in the tournament and made that NIT run, and then Taco Fall uh, folded them up and uh, really took it to them. That was in a tournament game team. in Orlando, and like, that's not that's yeah. that wasn't like a great team. Like that's just the standard Illinois has to get back to, where at least you're competing for tournaments. And here, it, they they were not like they weren't the underdog by betting lines against Northwestern, but like some like stat projections had them as a one point underdog to the worst team in the conference that only won four games in Big Ten play. Like the, and then they yeah. and then they were only five point dogs against Iowa, but like obviously we knew that wasn't gonna be like that was easy money. Easy. Yeah. They were going to lose by 15 to 20, you assumed, unless the, like, a miracle happens, and it didn't. And it did not. Um, and I'm sorry that my question seemed dumb. No, no, I no, no. I didn't mean to make you feel like an idiot also. <laughs> it, was, it was a valid no, question. No, I, 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 feel, I feel so <laughs> stupid right now. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, so it seems like we're kind of into the, into the segue of talking more about uh, basketball big picture. But before we get into Illinois' uh, superlatives of this past season, um, who do we think is going to win the Big Ten tournament? Obviously, you got Michigan State playing OSU. Nebraska's the Cinderella. Wisconsin is their next opponent. Michigan playing Iowa, and then you got Minnesota, who had an overtime thriller against Penn State, playing uh, Purdue. That was the best game who of the tournament, think's... also. That Minnesota Penn State game. Yeah, Oof. probably better than Illinois Northwestern. Yeah, because there were there were legitimate plays in the Minnesota Penn State game. Right, <laughs> but who's winning the Big Ten tournament? Uh, I'll go. I like Purdue. I don't know. I just feel like overall they're the most complete team. I feel yeah, like Michigan I like State Purdue. might slip up. Yeah, Michigan State might. I, I said in – I predicted the whole tournament, and I said if Indiana was going to beat OSU, which I said Indiana was going to beat OSU, <laughs> that Indiana that Indiana would beat Michigan State and get the, uh, the three-game sweep against them. But OSU doesn't stand a chance against Michigan State. Nebraska might beat Wisconsin. Sure, that, like, that'd be no cool. Joke. I don't see Nebraska winning four games and four no, games. No, Nebraska's, game Nebraska's not – Nebraska's not winning the Big Ten tournament. I think Michigan's too. Whenever Michigan is hyped up, they tend to, you know, flounder towards the end of yeah, the they year. Yeah, they do it when they're not hyped. When there's like, there's I like no hype around them. <laughs> Two years. Yeah, I, I like I like Purdue too. Purdue or Michigan State. I mean, that's the that's the standard easy pick. I, I'm gonna go with Purdue also. I think Purdue will win it. I think Carson but let's go uh, game, like 45 points in the championship. Yeah, he'll have a big big game. And who knows? Maybe Purdue actually makes a run in March. I Madness. doubt we'll that. See. That's like that's definitely not the case. <laughs> Uh, you never know. Never, never know. But let's uh, let's talk about uh, the 2018-19 Illinois basketball season. Um, just some f- just some final thoughts about it. My final thoughts. Let's hear them. I don't think anyone can be blamed for this season. Like, I don't think it's fair to blame Underwood, and I think you agree with that, right? Like, it's not fair to like. I think there so. Are moments, but the, I don't think you can the, blame everything on him. No, I mean, the only moments where you could potentially do the blaming is in the games where the rotations just did not make sense yeah. and he was not playing the right players. But at the same time, I don't think there was that much progress made on this team. And they're not. I no. don't think they're in any better shape. Sure, last year they had a few more wins. This year they had more signature wins. Uh, this year they had more conference wins than last year. Uh, last year they did better non-conference play. They did easier non-conference play last year. Uh, so... But I don't think – I think they're about the same place that they were after last season, and that's the worst thing. I would have rather had them be worse. I don't know. It would at least move the program in some direction. Right. There was kind of a 
it went up and down, you know, because it started off really slow. We had some tough non-conference games we were close in. We were losing some bad non-conference. Then we started to win against some really good teams, and then it really ended off badly on the tail end. So I, I, I can see that. It's it's not a like, year where it's just, like we need I, a total rebuild. Yeah, it's not a total rebuild. Like, there's some pieces there. But at the same time, there's not nearly enough pieces or stuff in place to uh, compete in the Big Ten. You right. just don't see. I don't. Worth... I watch the other teams there at the top of the Big Ten, and like even though Wisconsin, like I know Wisconsin's gonna get worse now without Hap, um, but at the same time, like is Illinois gonna catch up to a bad Wisconsin? Probably not. They're not there yet. No. And I, I just they're just not gonna get there. I just need. I think they need guys that are super athletic. I mean that <laughs> they need really athletic players because everyone in the Big Ten has, you know. Two guys on their team who can just run up and down the floor and just dunk all over you and just fly over you. And that's kind of what basketball has really turned into, especially in the college game. You need to have someone. You need to have some lob city. I mean, let's Illinois tries, you know, five or six lob plays a game. Most of them don't work. But you see Nebraska. Uh, but they work. Like, Nebraska is being competitive right now. I know that it was against a Rutgers who – Rutgers. And then it was against a Maryland who's very inconsistent. But – Nebraska's size, especially Palmer Jr., who can go off for big games more often than, let's say, a Trent, and then Roby, like the two of them, like that, they give you a chance at the for the same. Yes. I don't, I can't say that about Illinois. I can't say like, okay, well, uh, I know that Frazier and Desumu can go off tonight because we didn't really see them ever go off the same game. I can't be like, okay, well, Georgie's gonna have a big game. He fouled out too much. So at the, like that's why Nebraska they had a bad season. They're not a great team. But when it came time that they needed a win, they can match up with teams better than the Illini can, and the Illini aren't adding Kobe Cockburn helps. But, like, there's not enough on the wings. There's just not enough overall that makes Illinois like a competitive team anytime soon. No, they just need That's uh, not overreaction. That can't be an overreaction. No, it's, I, I don't think it's an overreaction either. They need to add so many pieces. They need depth. They need a, a bench that can come in and really affect the game a lot like significantly more than the benches have in the past few years, more athleticism on the wings, and they need a rotation of big men. I mean, when overtime started, who was Kipper. who were the five? Well, I mean, you, Kip, you weren't going to—he wasn't going to play Adonis ever again in overtime no. against uh, North. I know, Western. but Kipper, Kip, but Kipper took the tip. Yeah, I know, and that's you know, embarrassing. For, like they had one big man they trust, and then you get to overtime in the Big Ten tournament, and your backup center is like two fouls. I don't think Adonis, like Adonis, was nowhere close to fouling out. Even if he is, like how can you not? Samba and yeah, barely you don't even trust Samba. You trust Kipper Nichols to take the tip in a Big Ten tournament overtime in a game that you feel like you need to win. Like how? What does that say about your depth? It says a lot. It says, I mean, it basically. I mean, this season it kind of turned into Illinois has one big, because there were so many moments where Adonis, came, where he came in and just didn't affect the game. Samba. That's the thing that frustrates me the most about this season. Samba played and had some moments where he looked really good and looked like he, had he a could block have tonight. Some, that was cool. Yeah, looked like he could have significant improvement if he got more minutes. And I think. Underwood even said, "The more he plays, the better he, he did gets." Did say that, yeah. But you never played him again. So <laughs> I know it's just, that's that's the thing this season that I think drives me nuts. But other than that, there were so many other newcomers that came in that had some awesome moments. I mean, Dasumu, Bashanashvili, obviously, and Felice, which I think we'll go into uh, the players of the years kind of uh, awards thing. Who was the player of the year this year for Illinois? I think it was. I see it's a tough one, mm-hmm. be- because. While Io had some of the biggest moments of the season, 
He had a lot of games where he kind of disappeared. No, I, I agree. Like, well, that's, like Same against with Northwestern tr- in the first half. He didn't right. score. How Same can you not score Trent. this time? You're, don't you, he's I the don't. one that says it. Big moments, I play big. Right. Same with Trent. Same with Georgie. I mean, all three kind of had very similar seasons. Had it. some really, really big moments. For me, I'm going to say – I'll say Georgie. Yeah. Just because he defied expectations way more than Io did. We knew Io was, was going to be great, and he had moments where he looked great. He is going to be a lottery pick when he comes back to Illinois next season, which I believe he will. Yeah, I'm starting to and feel he's going to have an e- even better season, and I think he can be a top 15 pick in the 2020 NBA draft. But Georgie Bashanishvili, someone who colleges, a lot of schools just completely looked past. Rutgers looked past. Didn't <laughs> think about, and he set the freshman points record in Illinois history, beating Deion Thomas. Sure, it was against Rutgers, but still. He had 26 and uh, two halves against Northwestern in the Big Ten. He was the only reason he, Illinois was competitive against Northwestern. They didn't score. Any, no one else scored for 11 minutes. And he be, and he became a personality for the team and a fan favorite that got Illini fans looking forward to watching the game, not just from a will-we-win perspective, but just from a what's going to happen, you know, with – Georgie perspective. What's how's That's he gonna warm thing. up the like, crowd this I, time? I say that like there was nothing really moved the needle this year, but like Georgie moved the needle, and I don't know gave the program an identity at least. Like okay, well we work hard, but like we're we're gonna be fun. We're gonna at least like this is like what the team can kind of be, I guess. Um, I'm not saying Brett Underwood's like a fun guy. I don't see him being like the fun coach. He's no Tim Miles, but just what Georgie was able to bring. Like, it, where's Illinois without Georgie this year? Like, they, they're bouncing the first round of the Big Ten tournament. They don't beat Rutgers that day. So they're a lower seed in the Big Ten tournament. They're probably the 12 seed. Uh, if Georgie played like a typical freshman, Illinois screwed. And you didn't. Totally. So that's why I have Georgie as the player of the year for rookie of the year, which it's not just freshmen. It's whoever was a newcomer for Illinois. That's the classification. I would say a tie between Io and Andres. No, I, I was going to do the same thing. I like how we picked like that one week when Georgie was Big Ten Player of the Week, but he wasn't Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Like I feel the same right. way. Like, uh, like Georgie was the most important player, but if you're looking at best freshman, like it's got to be Io. If you're looking at the best newcomer, right. I think it's got to be Andres. So I'd say a tie between them. Um, yeah, and not like there's so many pieces there that this team should be competitive because those are right. Ed Trenton. Those are four Big Ten caliber players. Totally. And, and, enough it, around them. and when we mention all four of those players, you can think of games this season that Illinois won just because those guys had the big performances. I mean, for Georgie, it was the 35 against Rutgers and the Northwestern performance in the Big Ten. For Io, it has to be, you know, Michigan State when he hit those clutch threes, putting it into our intro, and Dan Dockich doubting him. <laughs> uh, Tr- Trent Frazier having those uh, non-conference yeah, performances them, against still, like, Gonzaga. Right. And Gonzaga, too. And then Felice going coast-to-coast against Northwestern at home and getting to the line and forcing 11 fouls and, you know, having 19 off the bench against UNLV. So all four of those guys had games that they carried the team on their back and won for Illinois. And Trent was the only one that was on the team last year. And that's all you can ask for, like, your best players. Like, they did what Big Ten players do. And what we're saying, like, well, Illinois had two of them. Like, they just weren't consistent enough. Uh, and I don't really know what that is. Trent obviously battled some injuries. Georgie, Io knew this level, especially Georgie, um, and Feliz knew this level. Like he's a very talented player, but you know, I don't know. Like I assume he was ready for this kind of level of basketball. But at the same time, there's a there's an adjustment to make. 
Um, so like they weren't if they were older, it's a better team. But the concern is like they're not all gonna be here when they're older. And that that kind of probably right. moves us to our next part. I think so. Yeah, um one more player thing that I wanna go to, uh defensive player of the year for me. It I I gotta give it to Aaron Jordan. Yeah. I, I need to I need to give the man some love. I mean uh, Brett Barons, the uh, sports reporter for uh, WCIA, the local station in Champaign, posted a video with AJ walking back to the locker room in tears. I mean, it just breaks your heart, and we, you know, oh, we we can relate. And... It's like he deserved I know. so much better. Uh, like maybe he didn't deserve and, much better. Like he went to Illinois. Like I don't know. They and didn't I made tournament before, and I, but and I kind of have like a it's a it's a weird personal connection, but yeah. I mean, when I when I came to school here, obviously I didn't follow Illinois basketball. The only time I really remembered an Illinois basketball team was 2005. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Columbus as an Ohio State fan, and I remember I took a sport management class in my first semester, and AJ was in the class with me. And I still remember after announcing that ex- the exhibition game against Illinois Springfield and being introduced to Illinois basketball, I saw him at the game, and I'm like, okay, because Aaron Jordan is the first Illinois basketball player that I knew in college not just personally but just oh wait big news first, about first, jordan he's gonna return to the team as a graduate assistant oh breaking that's news amazing. on the that's pod awesome. that's that's fantastic so if you did, I love just heard that. Aaron that is jordan, incredible grad assistant amazing what timing as we talk about this so yeah i mean he was the first name that i knew about illinois basketball when i came to school here and he was a ridiculously ferocious rebounder this year. That's why I give him Defensive Player of the Year. He had big rebounding performances that people just did, just forgot. I no, yeah, like the ten, the three points, ten rebounds against uh, what was it? Northwestern. Yeah, when they beat Northwestern. Yeah, he home. had ten when they beat Northwestern at home. He had that. I mean, he's had multiple. Uh, no, oh, just know, six, like overall, like no, games. I can't. Like I'm just trying to get my emotions together. He's returning the team as a grad assistant. Like that's just so. Uh, just the way he was able to like mentor younger players and you could see it I went to I'd go to like media availability and be able to talk to him and just like to see how he interacts with them and just how nice he is as a person it's all genuine and like there's no better person to represent other than Georgie probably uh, Illinois athletics right now um, and Mike Dudek I'd say I put those t- three at the top of like okay these are you want yeah. these to be the faces of your program uh, like just such a nice guy, and just the fact that he'll be able to come back and still have that impact is just really, uh, truly amazing thing. Well said, and we'll see maybe if uh, if coaching is uh, up his alley. Oh, I hope so. That'd be I feel like it could interesting be. to see. I, I feel like he could. Um, so moving from individual to more of the team, the final things, superlative wise, to discuss for eighteen nineteen, the win of the year and the worst loss of the year. That's easy. Michigan State and FAU. You got anything else? <laughs> See, you have a better worse loss. <laughs> well, see, Michigan State, I get. It was the moment that we've been dreaming of since we came to school here, and we got this it. This is fake. You can't have a better big win. <laughs> but Maryland kind of started it. Okay, that's fair. Seeing seeing Tavian ha- go off, seeing Illinois win at MSG against a very good Maryland team who was playing great basketball at the time, that kind of kick-started off Illinois – getting into the national discussion and also reigniting the season. So that's why I think I'll pick the Maryland win, even though Michigan state might be the best college moment of my, of my college existence. I don't know. Worst loss. Yes. FAU was very, very bad, but it was an overtime and Illinois didn't get blown out. So I got to think that 
a Big Ten blowout that Illinois was not supposed to get blown out in is, is worse. Like, probably maybe Nebraska in December? Uh, no, because Nebraska's good now. Like, I never thought Nebraska was nah, like, well, a bad no. team. Nebraska's good and, now. And, like, it was Nebraska's a road game. Like, uh, it was a road game. Like, Illinois wasn't good on the road. They're still not good on the road. I can't – like, FAU was a home loss and a bye game. And you lost in overtime after Io made a yeah. buzzer beating three. There's no excuse for why you lose that game, and that kickstarted the entire like second half of the season on a sour note. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You can maybe Mizzou. Mizzou was a bad game, Blake. Mizzou was bad, but God. Oh yeah, losing bragging rights. Kind of forgot about that. Yeah, that was tough, especially <laughs> since Missouri uh, is a really bad basketball team and just got bounced by Auburn in the SEC tournament. So, yeah, Missouri ain't making the dance. That's for sure. Oh, ha, ha, ha. So, yeah, it's true. Any other, uh, any other final thoughts from the season? Yeah, can we run through each player real fast? Yeah, let's run through each player. Yeah, you wanna... so, we kinda, so we kind of ran through Georgie, Io, Trent, and Feliz, yeah. uh, and AJ. So... These are just initial reactions, of course, like end of the season kind of stuff. Uh, right. Tevian, I got to think he's coming back. He posted the tweets of him in the jersey the other day. Um, and boy, like he, he starts next year. There is no, he's going to start. Yeah. If he just comes back. Ooh, oodles of potential. That's the only way to describe it. He's what got threes he made tonight. Why was he not playing? He made threes. I don't know. I don't know. And he was the one that had the game against Maryland. Yeah, that's why they beat Maryland. He made threes. Oh, he's a good shooter. God. Threes. Yeah, threes. No, he's got the most potential on the team. Yeah. I mean, if he fulfills his full potential he could be an nba player Stay in the court don't he get has, defended make threes he's good he's got it in him yeah so that's that's uh jones how about um demonte uh i don't think demonte starts next year if if tev makes like a, a jump you know demonte's right. coming back like there's no question he, he can't yeah. go anywhere he's he is he's stuck by the legacy but um like i don't know He's got. He's a good defender. He has to like worry out yeah, to play good, offense. Good, good energy guy. Yeah, it's a, he's a good man off the bench. True. But he started the um, second half of the season for no apparent reason, other than like we don't true. want Kipper. Yeah. So let's go to Kipper. Uh, I don't think Kipper comes back. I do, have, but now that AJ's coming back, I feel like Kipper might come back. Yeah, it's possible. I think Brad wants this veteran leadership, and I think in his heart of hearts, he likes Kip. I think so too, and it's not like uh, it's not like Kip's a bad player. He's had some really aw- great performances in the Orange NBA and Blue. Player, but he's a good Big Ten player, and he has the potential to be a contributor on the team. Yes, and he has. He has to come he's back. shown moments where he can. I'd contribute. like him to yes. come back because who else are you going to fill that scholarship with? That's going to be better than Kipper Nichols. True. It's it's already kind of late. So. Okay. Um. How about Alan Griffin? I like the potential still. I agree. I think he is a player that can really help when it comes to, you know, getting some rebounds, getting some assists, and getting some steals. Yeah, I so. think he's also an energy player. I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't think his ceiling's all that high. Um, but if you get some I, of the mental mistakes, though, some of the freshman mistakes that some like DeMonte had last season, last right. season, I think he's in good shape to be a contributor on this team, kind of what DeMonte was, but hopefully with a little more offensive upside. Yeah, that's kind of the way I see Griffin. I think his statistical and con- his statistical contributing numbers are very similar to Demonte, mm-hmm. and their builds are similar. And <laughs> energy, rebounds, assists, and and blo- and uh, blocks and steals. But Allen's a better offensive player. I mean, he if he if you need him to hit a three, he can hit a three. 
sometimes. Yeah, Demonte had like two moves this year that made you go like, "Ooh, wow, that's nice." But other than that, did he like right. even drive to the basket? Like, it's not a knock on him. I don't know if how much of a part of a how much of a part of the offense he really is, um, with right. so many other shooters around him. But like when he gets the ball, sometimes you like you gotta shoot, bud. Okay, so that's some of the the guys from the main rotation. How about uh, Tyler Underwood? Uh, what was he doing playing on Wednesday? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I have nothing. Like, he'll be back, obviously. His dad's the coach. Right. But I but. I think he should just be playing like a walk-on next year. I appreciate it. I get that he was a, like, a very gifted high school player in Nagato Chase, Texas. Like He was excellent. Um, he averaged 20-plus a game. I think he led his team to a state championship. Uh, but at the end of the day, maybe he adds like a little something to his team. But like if you have an Alan Griffin, there's no reason he plays over an Alan Griffin. No. I would agree. Um, anybody else we want to touch on? I see no. a couple of names here. Yeah, no. Give me another. Let's just go through the entire roster. We'll just uh, give everyone Fine. a second. Sa- Sam- Samson Olajemeji. Samson Olajemeji? Yeah, Olajemeji. No, um, he has a nice smile. <laughs> he He's a great dunker. Yeah, no, he and can warm-ups, dunk. he slams them. He does some crazy stuff during warm-ups. He doesn't really do that much for a team, though, you know. It's no, cool, I though. know. It's true. Very athletic guy. Um, I see Zach Griffith on I, here. I'm a big Zach Griffith fan. Okay. He didn't really get enough run this year, to, in my mind. Did he play at he all? He played a few games in, like, a minute. Okay. Uh, Anthony Higgs. I think that's gotta, a big question Got to get mark. back in the court. Like, I don't know. I don't really know how much of a contributor he might ever be. Um, he's probably the most obvious choice for transfer, followed by a Samba and then Tev and then Allen. Um, if he transfers, I hope he's able to go somewhere where he gets a chance. Uh, but if he can lose the weight, he's got a scholarship here. If Underwood's willing to give him a chance, uh, he might not play, but I'd say like, give him that chance. I think so, too. Um, and then do we want to touch on uh, Adonis De La Rosa? Yeah. Well, first we'll touch on Samba, and then we'll finish on Adonis. Okay. Okay. Do you have any thoughts on Samba? I wish he played more because yeah. when he played, I saw some great – I saw some good jump shooting. I saw some good defending. Um, he can get up and down the floor pretty well for uh, for a big. And uh, he had a little bit of personality on the court, and I like to see that. And when he played, I really enjoyed seeing him play, and uh, I wish he played more. I don't blame Brad not for playing him, though. Like, I don't think he's ready for this level. I think it's a Matisse kind of situation, but Samba's better than Matisse. Because significantly. Like, yeah, obviously. Like, Samba can at least, like, eventually maybe play at this level. Like, and that, that's a cool thing. No, that's, good. that's what you want to see. Um, he's obviously a project, which I think Underwood knew taking him in. Uh, and so I don't like blame him for never playing anymore uh, because he had an experience big. And that's when I want to go to Adonis, which I feel like Adonis kind of encapsulates. We can end the basketball discussion on him kind of the past four years. Okay. You come in, you got this talented player or a talented program, a historic program, a guy that was a decorated Mac player. You know, he was like, Adonis was very good. I think that's why you got a chance at Illinois. Um, right. And then it just kind of falls apart. It kind of breaks. But they keep going at it, and then eventually it just ends, and that's it. I feel it's kind of a dark kind of conversation. Um, a little. No, yeah. Focus on Adonis, though. Um, like, with Adonis, I applaud him more than maybe any other Illinois player the past four years just for giving this a go. Like, I said, the, I tweeted out the, the IO tweet that was like, IO, thank you for giving it a go. No one else really has recently for Illinois. You don't get the other five-star in-state guys that have really given Illinois any chance of a thought to come play. Uh, and Io did that. But with Andre, or with Adonis, like, 
you can't be I, I'm my heart breaks for Aaron, my heart breaks for Drew Casey, but my heart really breaks for Adonis because this is a guy that rushed himself back from a torn ACL in the MAC tournament last year. And then by this year's Big Ten tournaments, he was a contributor on a team. Maybe not a great contributor, but he was doing something for a Big Ten team. And yeah, he never looked bad. he never looked sad. He was always the first one off the bench to I five teammates. He was always standing up on the bench. He was always that guy, like, cheering on Georgie. Like, I can't imagine the kind of impact that Adonis is going to have on Georgie in the long term um, because I think Adonis makes Georgie a much better player. And so I'm just like, I know we none of us liked watching Adonis play. But, like, you got to give him credit for really giving it a go and uh, stepping into a role that probably he didn't want to be in either. Right. I think that's a, that's a very <laughs> uh, noble thing to say. And I think it also puts into light because, again, we a lot of times we only see these these students as bas- as basketball players because we don't see them in the classroom too often we don't see them in the press conferences we've we've been lucky enough to see some of these athletes outside of the court and you see their personalities and you see what they can contribute when it comes to not playing and sometimes players have that those contributions there are people who might not have a big effect on the court but they can really get guys excited and ready to play in the locker room as good hype men or just helping someone train or get their moves better. So everyone has everyone on the team had a purpose. The things Brad um, said about Adonis this year, like he never said a bad thing about Adonis. And like I think that right. was on purpose. Like he knew, well, I can't criticize him because he's doing everything I'm asking of him. He's just not a great player. And you can't – Matisse wasn't a great player. Like, but I feel like Matisse didn't do everything he could have done to get better. Adonis did. Adonis did, and he was again coming off of a really, really tough injury. So thank you. I don't know. Thank you to all of them for like putting on the show for one more year and winning some games. But really, thank you for Aaron and Adonis, then Drew also for three years uh, for just yes. sticking through this uh, this dumpster fire and trying to possibly see it through with two of them coming back as grad assistants, and then one of them being a grad student this year. <laughs> Definitely. Thanks to those three guys. Uh, I think that's a good way to move into. Uh, Sort of our thoughts on Illinois basketball over the last four years. Of course, we're seniors at U of I. We only have eight more weeks until uh, we're going to be wearing those cap and gowns at Huff Hall and graduating in May. So um, who are some of your favorite Illini players over the past four years that maybe some people uh, might not might not remember or just in general? Just give me a couple names that uh, come to mind when thinking of Illinois basketball since you've been in college. Well, I think of Malcolm Hill. That's the easiest one. Easy. Um, I mean, he's he's probably the best player over the last four years. Yeah, oh, definitely. He's the, maybe the best no player over the last decade, like college basketball player-wise. Like, Myers Leonard was good for a year. Um, uh, it's, like, tough. To, I think of Georgie. I'm going to think of Georgie for the rest of my life. Like, I'm never not going to think of Georgie. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. There's not that many. I liked – oh, Maverick Morgan. How about that? There you go. There, I got one. That's one I'll – like, I forgot about him now. But, like, that's a guy that, like, from what I've heard, from what he was as a freshman to what he was as a junior, especially a senior, um, two years ago. He was, like, a big reason that you say that Illinois team two years ago was the best team of the past four years. Like, that's why. Like, Maverick Morgan took a huge jump from his junior to senior season <laughs> to be a, a contributor. Right. Who about you? What about you? Who you got? Um – uh, AJ for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean that guy. That guy can shoot lights out. When he gets hot, he ain't missing. And seeing him lead the country in three point shooting percentage throughout much of the non conference season last year was just amazing to see. That was so exciting. Malcolm Hill, 
Mike Thorne. Ooh, I don't know. Mike I, Thorne I, 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 I like when Mike Thorne played. That was a fun time. <laughs> hey, Tracy Abrams, um, he kept coming back. Yeah, I know. Tracy Abrams did keep coming back. Um, who else? Definitely Georgie, definitely Io. Trent has had some amazing, amazing performances also. I'm just thinking of some of the names that uh, had the spark or just like kind of panned out. I want to think I'll remember Josh just because like this is the epitome of college sports of just someone really just doing everything they can to just play the game one last time. Right. And if we're moving from favorites maybe to to just players will remember for different reasons. I mean, Khalid Lewis just comes to mind. I don't know. It's just a name that pops up into my head. Um, Mark Allstork pops no, in my no, head. No, 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 no. Stop right there. No, that's enough. You've talked enough. I'm not saying – I never said favorite. I'm saying players that I will remember for a reason. And what was that reason? Mark Allstork yeah. for being what was we thought was going to be the t- one of the best scorers on that team yeah. last year, and then he scored like six points a game. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously – Oh, Mark Obviously Smith. Mark, Mark Smith. Of we course, Mark Smith comes to mind. Yeah. Of course, Mark Smith comes to mind. Obviously, all the hype, and then it all ended so quickly. <laughs> um, I liked uh, Greggy Boygbadin. Okay, he was fun. I'm spicy G, best nickname I think in uh, in for an Illini basketball player in the last four what years. Georgie B. Come on, that's a better nickname. Okay, well we're we're forgetting one really important name. Which one? Leron Black. Yeah. No, that's definitely. Leron Black is is is, is up there. Leron Black, my thing about him is like he's such a great story. Just uh, obviously, you don't love to talk about the rest uh, from his from the 2016 season, but then to be able to come back from that and then be one of the best players in the Big Ten. Uh, he proposed to his girlfriend after bragging rights back in 2017. Uh, just like everything he went through to become one of the best players is a really cool story, also. Yep, best mid-range shooter oh. Illinois has had. Automatic. In fast, he was amazing from 15 feet. Oh, he would never miss. And he had some highlight plays last season. And I mean, he was he was the man on that team last year. He was a beast. Um, and then Trent kind of became the man towards the end of the year. I mean, that Trent Laurent combo, fun to watch. That was here points. this year. This is a much different team. I don't know how, how much. Oh. It's a 15 win team. It's not like a much different yeah, team. Yeah, if Laurent's on the team, woo. Well, Adonis doesn't oh. play. That's the thing. I don't know if Adonis is even on yeah, the team I mean, uh, yeah. uh, if LeBron came would back. basically happen. Um, let's go through some of our favorite games. We've got favorite games and favorite moments. Um, keeping those different because obviously there's some moments that are memorable outside of the court, but some of our favorite wins are just memorable games since we've been uh, here. Well, my favorite moments, I'll throw back to my first ever game. I assume you can throw back to your first game in college. Uh, it was the Springfield game. They played Chattanooga. They lost. And I was like, wow, this is Illinois basketball. I was, like, introduced to it uh, as an 18-year-old. Okay. Uh, and then, But they won your exhibition, so that's that's cool. Yeah, technically that's the first game I saw because they played the, the Illinois Springfield Prairie <laughs> Stars at the, at the Capitol Convention Center a week before Trump came, and they scored 100 points. Um, but my first regular season game was when they reopened State Farm Center. I went uh, as a game. member of Crush. It was the Notre Dame game, yep. But the best game that freshman year that I went to was the o- the overtime thriller against Ohio State. Because mm. when I was a freshman, those were those were the two games I marked down for Illinois sports that year. It's like I have to go see Illinois OSU football. I have to go see Illinois OSU basketball. Like wow. those are the only games where I'm like, oh, I have to be there. Because I was still very much a Buckeye <laughs> fan in my freshman year. You still kind of still kind of am. But 
yeah, no, that exhibition was fun. They won that Chattanooga game, right? No, they lost. You serious? Yeah, they lost to Chattanooga. Oh, my god. You can double-check that, but they, they lost. Okay. <laughs> All right, so moving past the days in uh, in Illinois' capital, um, I mean, for both of us, I mean, the Northern Kentucky game was just a blast. Yeah. I mean, obviously, since we announced it, uh, the Norse are back in March Madness two years and two times in three years. Got to love the Norse. the Norse. When they wore they wore hoodies on their warm-ups. That for me be, is still – hoodies all game. I know. We were so convinced they were going to wear hoodies all game, and we were so excited to, to say that during it, but <laughs> they did not. Um, but that sophomore year, I'm just trying to think of some of the – I mean, obviously, the Michigan no, State like, win the only thing uh, on really senior day. The my mind is – the Michigan State game and the Big Ten tournament. So I right. went to each Big Ten tournament, but uh, the real thing, it, just the Michigan State game. Like, that's like what, you know, what college, and we talked about this at the time, but like what college sports should feel like. And obviously, the best four years uh, were the most like miserable four years for an Illinois sports fan uh, in a few decades. And people didn't really take into account like how much they should have uh, appreciated the heart of Zaxby's Bowl or the Dallas <laughs> the Zaxby's heart of Dallas Bowl in 2015, um, because they didn't know that this would be this drought, this would be this long. So I think the Michigan yep. State game gave me hope and gave a lot of Illinois fans hope that okay, well this is like we're not dead, we're we're still here and there's still hope for the future. Yeah, and just speaking of a drought, this is the seventh consecutive season Illinois basketball is not in Six, March Madness. This is the f- sixth year, but seventh oh, got season. It, got it, got it, got it. So seven seasons. The last time this drought's been this bad was back in the 70s, I think 79, which was Lou Henson's fourth year with Illinois, and then they just made the tournament every year for like 20 years. So the drought's getting bad. Um, So that's sophomore year. Junior year. You have more um, memorable moments from this team? The Southern game? Is that what you're going to (laughs) say? No, not the Southern game. Yes, I announced it, but, you know, they killed them. There wasn't wasn't any incredible plays. Oh, yeah, the Southern Jags. Um, junior year. I'm just trying to think. Trent Frazier going off in Big Ten play. That Iowa game that went to OT was pretty insane. Um, Illinois lost this game, but I, for me, this is still the best basketball game I've seen in person, the Maryland game that Illinois played that went to overtime mm-hmm. where DeMonte Williams had the inbounds play that went uh, poorly. That that as just a basketball game was unreal because Maryland hit a game time shot with like a second left. Yeah. I think it was point three on the clock. That was just a ridiculous. It was an insane game. I think Anthony Cowan on Maryland had yeah. like thirty five points. Ugh, insane. Any junior games you recall? What? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I have like one more thought really? before we like wrap up like the four years conversation. Okay. Well, I did want to yeah, ask no, you this you, since you, you said no. you. Since you've been to every Big Ten tournament, which one was your favorite? Oh, God. Because um, you were in Chicago this year. It was D.C. Yeah, last year. Before that, New York, and before that, Indy. New so York. it was like five, I went to Indy, four men's okay. tournaments in four different places. Uh, I think freshman year, we like that was the year only won the most games. They won two. Um, they played Wednesday through Friday before they got schmacked by Purdue. See what I said? Schmack. Uh, schmack. Anthony Pasquale reference. Yeah, you know. uh, no, that was like – that was a good game. That was a good year. I don't think I appreciated it enough because I thought, oh, he's going to like make a run eventually. Um, but I think – But then you get to go to MSG. Yeah, no, I think this year was the most just because it is like the end. It has more of a finality feeling to it. And, like, they were able to win a game, <laughs> an exciting one. And then the next game, once like most games have gone the past four years, uh, just being sad and miserable. So. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some favorite moments from basketball. Yeah, I think LaRon proposing after bragging yeah. rights. I think 
um, Malcolm kissing the floor after the Michigan State game. The ru- the rush of the court after the Michigan State yeah. win this year. Uh, um, yeah, I'd say yeah, those are those are the big ones. I don't really yeah. have like I don't know the Georgie moment after he scored thirty five, went to Deion Thomas. That was cool. Um, oh, when Georgie's when brother was there for a whole week, the three games. Yes, there, that's kind of that's like def- one of the coolest things. Also, just kind of the rush that I think one Georgie of the best got. stories. Yeah. yeah, one of the best stories for sure. Um, I think when Brad got hired was pretty uh, insane. Well, no one expected they did it, it during. You know? I know, and they did it during spring break. <laughs> I was there. I was at the press conference. Oh, lucky you! <laughs> I was at I was at State Farm Center though when they fired John Gross because I was at the uh, Big Five meet for women's gymnastics. Uh, I was covering that event. Good times. So I still remember uh, it was happening. And, and Gross like showed John up. Gross. Like he showed up to his own fight, and that's like I had a lot of respect yes. for him too. Um, but no, John. I I met John Gross freshman year. Super super nice guy. I mean, he was not the best coach for Illinois, but he's a he's a very very nice man, and he he, he got he's the last one to get to a tournament. So uh, you want to go with the the sports schedule, and then I'll have my final thoughts, so we can like fade that away into a, a jazzy Ooh. Illinois loyalty at the end. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so let's get the all. Keep them listening for three more minutes here. Keep on listening, peeps. Again, fourthandkirby.com. Go to fourthandkirby.com. Get some shirts. Let's take a look at the weekend schedule. Um, obviously, we're not taking a break with this podcast, even though the students are going to be on spring break. Some Friday softball action in L.A. at the Loyola Marymount Tournament. Doubleheader for the Illini against uh, Santa Barbara and Cal Poly. Then uh, women's gymnastics is also going to be in California. First uh, facing uh, UC Davis. I think it's a quad meet Friday. Uh, Saturday, more softball. Play in Oklahoma. Baseball begins their first home series against Southern Illinois. But uh, they were going to play Friday, but that game is canceled because of potential snow showers. So yeah. go Illinois, go weather. <laughs> so they are going to open the season Saturday against the Salukis. Home we season. have a new logo. That's why I said home season. Uh, softball, uh, a doubleheader again on that Saturday. I mentioned Oklahoma playing Loyola Marymount. Men's gym as a uh, tri-meet p- facing Michigan and Penn State. Uh, doubleheader for baseball on Saturday. They play, uh, they play the Salukis twice. And then Sunday, it's just softball, one, one game against Cal Poly, Final game for baseball against Southern Illinois. Women's gym uh, with the duo, a three-team meets, still in California. And then there's some women's golf to begin uh, the week of spring break, Monday the 18th and Tuesday the 19th. So the sports are kind of dimming down a little bit just because it's on spring break. And now that basketball season is over, uh, the podcast will shift more towards uh, baseball and softball. Yay. Well, since we're almost to- almost to the end. Thank you for that. But So my final thought, and it came uh, from – uh, former TCR contributor Christian Arkin, who did some stuff last year. He was also in band with me. Uh, and, like, so he, so he texted me this after the game tonight, okay? You ready for this? This is a exact sure. quote from him. And while okay. it may not have been the best four years, they were your four years. So, like, nope, these were awful years. Very sad. Very depressing. But I think, like, I, I wouldn't trade them. I, I had a good time. I wouldn't, like, give them up for anything else. I don't think you would. I don't think I would either. I mean, obviously, I wish we had a bowl game <laughs> and we made an NCAA tournament. But I don't think that like, ruins yeah. the needle for me, kind of, also. No, it, it doesn't. Yeah, but it, it was our years. I mean, I wouldn't change it for anything. It's not like I'm sitting here saying, I wish I went to Ohio State, but I don't. I'm so happy with the choice I made coming here and seeing, being able to go to Big Ten events for you know for free and to cover this team and to announce games for this team is was an amazing amazing privilege and even though 
there were so many seasons that were tumultuous and so many seasons that just did not go well. And we never, I never got to fill out a March Madness bracket in college with Illinois in it. I wouldn't trade it. No. It was an amazing, amazing four years. And I hope as I graduate and w- as you graduate, we can see this team succeed. I, yeah. And then we can I always say I, we stuck through this. You know, who, who was there? We were we, there. we were the senior class, one of the senior classes, the first one in many, many moons that did not have a bowl game or a March Madness. But the, it's we're still on the rise. I, I, trust, I trust in Whitman, and I trust in the process for football and basketball for the time currently. If it continues like this for three or four years, then I'll stop trusting it it's but, a good way to end yeah it's a good way to end time to eat we'll see you guys <laughs> yep time to eat it's twelve twenty-eight <laughs> central as we're recording this i'm hungry it's a late one <laughs> but uh enjoy the rest of the big 10 tournament uh listen to some old oski talks listen to we know you have sand illinois um go to champagneroom.com follow us on soundcloud and itunes for the tcr podcast we'll be back next week uh talking a little march madness and maybe some illinois baseball We'll see you guys.